that was connected. And I think that it's so important for us to uh, keep in mind uh, that Ephesians and 1 John, you're talking about material for living and being victorious, helping us in our, with our concepts. Uh, I can't say enough about these, these verses. But also keep in mind before we go forward, it's a church of Ephesus. It's the first church that the Lord wrote to because they left their first love. With all that was written to them, they left their first love. Were they wicked? No. They just were doing so busy doing some of the right things. But the wrong thing was they left Christ out of the process. So let's look at Ephesians now and, and get some concepts here that we need to really carry with us in our survival bag. Okay? So let's bow in word of prayer. Father, leading guide us now. Thank you for uh, the book of Ephesians. We have dealt with the whole idea of... Um, um, to be holy like you are holy, Lord, to, to, to walk in your, be your image, walk in your image, Lord. And you talked about the family. You talked about uh, what's important about the family, how we should walk. You broke, you broke it down to the husband and wife. Then we dealt with the, with the father and the children. You broke it all the way down, Lord. And then after all of that, all of that, then you move to the next level. And that is dealing with Satan himself. And that we're in a battle. Help us to keep that in mind. Great is your faithfulness. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we uh, go to our first slide this morning. We're moving from uh, 610 all the way to the end of the verse, although it says six, uh, one through nine, we finished that with the father and the children. But now we move forward. It says, finally, my brothers, like you're coming at the end of a, a session, we're walking in uh, the door and uh, Paul is kind of wrapping things up. We have talked about all these things. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Let me tell you something. Even while I'm saying this now, Satan is probably getting your attention on something else that you will not hear what's going on this morning. My prayer is that God will drive this home. Amen? Let's go to the next slide. In our introduction, because of the sin of Adam, we were drawn into a serious conflict that exists in two major areas. The spiritual realm involving God and the satanic ongoing activities <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the physical realm that involves the world, the flesh, and the devil. These three entities are embedded and controlled and driven by sins, but in the physical realm. And that's what we need to look at. Yes, we are to uh, walk and be like the Lord and be holy as he's holy. And, and yes, we are to live in a way that would impact lives. And yes, when it comes down to family, it should be, we should stay within the boundaries. But meanwhile, in the background, the thing that destroying individuals 
is that spiritual battle that we are in. And that's what we're addressing this morning. Okay. What causes quarrels, says James 4.1, and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? James pinned the very essence of sin in believers' life. It's a choice of and not an accident. And I've said earlier, when it comes down to this, that a lot of divorces, many of the divorces, all I would be so mentioned, all of the divorces that take place is results of sin having its way in a relationship. And it's quit pointing the finger, finger at this person or that person. If both of the couples were in the will of God, there would be no divorce. But because they were both of them were not in the will of God, although they might be saved. If they were not in the will of God, then someone let the door in and Satan had his way and the flesh took over and bore from there, um, it broke out in the home. And now when it breaks out in the home, depending on how many children involved. Now I've seen this. This was five daughters. Five generations were affected by this. Jesus made it very clear that there will always be wars until the end. God our Father has predetermined its end forever. Luke uh, 21 9 says, when you hear of wars and, and turmoils, do not be terrified. For these things, look at this word, must first take place. In other words, it's inevitable. Don't even try to stop it. It will, I don't care what you say, what you do, what committees they have together, all of the treaties and everything else and, and covenants and contracts, it will not stop what God has so purposed. Because in, in this whole thing that man is doing, uh, sin is still embedded in the very nature of man. Therefore, man cannot keep what he promised. But the end will not be at once, that the Lord says. So it, says, it won't be all automatic. And I put a, a footnote here according, and you can look at, um, uh, uh, I, I'm hesitating because I, I, my, I get my phone away from me. But, but if you say Google or if you say um, um, uh, the others, um, Bigsby, uh, or in the others around, and I'm always around this. If you mention any of their names and you ask them, according to today's statistics, how many wars are in the world today? There are 32 wars and conflicts are uh, not reported in the media. 32 wars going on right now. Um, and, uh, and with Pakistan and, uh, of course, uh, Yemen, the, the list goes on and it shows you the, there's a map that's laid out as all the waters taken off. And the Lord says, it's going to happen. And I don't care what uh, agreements they have, it will happen. Why will it happen? Because you see, just because you write it on paper does not change a man's heart. And so we have to look at what is the real fire. And the real fire is something that is spiritual, is demonic. And it's, a, it's an ongoing war that started in heaven and has been uh, it's right now going on here on earth. And both of them are happening at the same time. So since Satan have lost the Lord, the war with the Lord, the Lord have already prepared uh, 
uh, the lake of fire for him. Now Satan's war is to make sure that he get as many individuals uh, who are made in the image of God to be tossed into the lake of fire and to destroy the testimony and life of believers. The war is on, and it's ongoing until Jesus comes. All right. Our salvation enables us to be free from the penalty of sin, the power of, the, of sin, and, evident, and eventually from the presence of sin. These are the three Ps. Uh, the penalty of sin, there is therefore now no condemnation. The power of sin, that's why James said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All we have to do is resist the devil, draw near to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from us. And eventually, from the very presence of sin, when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes with the voice of the heart, with the uh, of archangel, and he will call us to himself. The sin that we commit are always, our sins are always, did I say always? Always a choice. They are never an accident. Never. I accidentally said, no, you didn't. You, well, I'll tell you what you did. You deliberately not listen to God. Therefore, you sin. But if you listen to God, then he will keep you from sinning because you have the Holy Spirit there who's coaching you. So you're saying you accidentally sinned while the Holy Spirit God was coaching you. Quit lying on God. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Boom, close that door. Let's go on. James 1 says, let no one say when he's tempted, I am being tempted by God. Here's the principle. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. That open, that's opening up a whole new concept. When the question was asked, was Jesus really tempted in the wilderness? Well, he was not uh, tempted from, from intrinsic, inwardly, he was tempted from the extrinsically by the devil, you see. But the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness for him to be tested, you see. But each man is tempted. Now, this is this is this one that's dealing with the world of flesh and devil. But each man is tempted. Put your name in it. I am tempted when I am lured and enticed by my own desire. That's when we start making the person. Then desire, my desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. Oh, that's where sin comes from. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So if you want to put the fire out, quit putting uh, water on the smoke. What folks did and what I thought and everything else. Here's what it is. The word is, the whole idea is uh, that personal program uh, pronoun. It says, uh, he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Okay? And so but we say, get this now. Sin is, does not lay dormant. It says sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. It cuts you off from hearing God. Okay, well, let's go on. Thinking it through. Today we will study the word of God. Uh, let us... Uh, closely observe what it takes to engage in a war with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Never, never operate outside of the will of God. Every war the individuals are in, you'll find that they 
have their own particular protection that they use to go into war. Uh, and the Lord is saying, this war, you cannot hear the devil, cannot touch the devil, you cannot see the devil. And uh, when it comes down to, he can speak, okay, but this is almost like a, a, a bird being or lying his uh, nest on his head, on your head. But it does not mean that it controls your thinking. He can put the thoughts out there, but if you ponder into it, you take it in, there's a problem. So then what the Lord does, he, he breaks into two parts. The first part from 10 to 12, that is preparation. Preparation. The second is provision. So let's look at preparation. Here's what we should be uh, be dealing with when it comes down to the preparation. Paul's letter to the believers in uh, Ephesus was very thorough. Chapter 6, he laid out the spiritual field, spirit field plan that will equip readers to live a victorious life while living in a war zone. Keep three things the reader need, uh, three things that needed, uh, need to keep in mind. Now, when I say prepared, I think that's, and then my mind flips back, bear with me. Uh, and I shared this with you. Uh, there was a, um, uh, one person that I was counseling for about two or three years between him and his wife, and he was a part of the um, special forces. And he said that when they went out in combat, everyone had to have their uh, canteen because where they were, it was hot, and et cetera, et cetera. He said one of the guys, instead of putting water in the canteen, put whiskey in the canteen and thought that he'll do okay. Well, um, we can stop the storyline right there. Drunk and going into battle. And he's a warrior. The Lord says, listen, do what the Lord tell us to do. And you will win the spiritual and the physical battle and bring glory to God. So here's a requirement. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his mind. Here's a preparation. Be strong in the Lord, which means what? It's our responsibility. Then say, feel strong in the Lord or look strong in the Lord. This is your very essence. Be strong in the Lord. And you cannot be strong in the Lord if we do not take the time to listen, to take that time like a Mary, to sit at Jesus' feet and to listen to what God has to say. Having the Holy Spirit teach us, he's our teacher. That brings forth strength. It strengthens every um, aspect of our body as one who walk with the Lord. He stressed the importance of living and operating from a position of strength that is only in Christ. The only ones can be strong in the Lord are those who are saved. If you do not know Christ, you cannot be strong in the Lord. You can wish it. You can read upon it and all these other things, but you cannot be unless you are saved first. Be strong in the Lord. In order to be strong in the Lord, you have to be enlisted. Those the Lord have predestined, he also called. And so the Lord, what he does, he calls those. And that's why I said, Jesus Christ said that no man comes to me except the Father draws him. If the Father have drawn you and speaking to your heart, even today, then he's calling you into position. And once you're on the other side of Calvary, then he says, now be strong. Here's what you are to put on. To keep from being wiped out. If you're not, 
Be sober, be vigilant, but your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I think you got the idea. So that's the first requirement. Here's the second requirement that uh, that goes on. But let me put this note in here. Failure to obey the word of God guarantees several things. Distractions. Have you been distracted? Being defeated. There's a difference between being defeated and having a setback. Joseph had a, on his way to the um, um, to the throne and second to the Pharaoh. He had a lot of setbacks, but no defeat. He made sure that he was not defeated because he always trusted God. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He kept himself intact with the Lord through the, through the temptations and everything else. Many of us are defeated because we decided that I can handle this. And God says, no, you can't because there's another war going on that you have no idea the power of Satan. You, they had a song, uh, the devil is as a slide old fox, and if I catch him, I'll put him in a box, put him in a box, and throw away the key for all the tricks he played on me. Stop it. You don't, you don't know that who you're talking about. Satan caused one-third of the heavens, and, and I, I can, we cannot put a number on that, to be persuaded to come his way. Demons uh, that's on his, that they have formed a large uh, group to go against God. And you're going to defeat Satan, please. He'll defeat you when you let him into a circle that was never meant for him. Discouragement. He'll deal with your attitude. Disobedience. He'll deal with your not obeying God. Disillusionment. You'll lose your bearing. When a person does not uh, put on the whole arm of God. It's 12 o'clock. The, con the consequences are liberty, deliberately and uh, uh, brought about. And tell you, saints, uh, it will really wreck your life. Now, that does not mean you'll lose your salvation. But you mean, when you talk about losing rewards uh, and all the other things that God had for you, he has to put it aside. Why not just obey God and get all the things he has planned for you that will last for, to you and for you throughout all eternity? You got your salvation. I'm talking to believers. You got your salvation. Judicially, that cannot be taken away. Uh, you will never perish. But now we're in a battle and Satan is trying to destroy your testimony, trying to take away your rewards and everything he can to make you walk in, in, in the glory, save yet as by fire and everything else burnt up. Or I, I pray that no saints go to glory uh, smelling like smoke. Well, that's done, man. All right, let's go on. Now we'll look at the source. So in the of course of preparation, here's the source. He says, put on the whole armor of God. That is not a suggestion. That is a requirement. If you don't put on, if we don't put on the whole armor of God, that's the first step in disobedience. And then it explains why. You say, well, that... Uh, uh, or you can use that or four, but it says that you may be able to stand against the schemes or the wiles, as King James says, of the devil. He stressed the need to be in uniform. It is fit to engage, endure, and, and survive the ongoing battle 
until the Lord calls us home. What we have right now, um, the Lord expect us. And that, that's what I appreciate. I didn't want to go. I was drafted. I didn't want to go into armed services. But I do remember one thing. When I got there, we had to strip down to everything. They didn't want anything uh, that is uh, that was uh, uh, civilian on us. Then they gave us a whole new outfit and everything else. Everything uh, uh, closed to, to deal with the weather. Boots um, that we had to keep clean. Uh, my high shine. Everything they gave us. Because it says you are now in a different uh, structure. You are a soldier. And being a soldier, here's how you are dressed. You put on all of this. And if this is not, if you're out of uniform, you will be busted. There are penalties for not walking and being in uniform when it comes down to in the regular army. What do you think would happen uh, when you, as a believer, do not put on the whole armor of God? They call it the consequences, better known as the consequences. Okay. You, you read what you saw. So put on the whole armor of God. All right, let's move on. Now, with that said, it goes on to say on the next uh, slide, the reason. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You see, it always gives a reason why. See, the reason you put this on because who you're fighting, you see, has nothing to do with what you physically put on. We're not fighting with flesh and blood. We're not talking about something that has, um, that is um, temporary. Uh, uh, but it's talking about something that has eternal significance. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Well, of course, I need to break this down uh, for you here. And so I, I, I have it on the next slide. I'm pretty sure I do. And we're going to break this thing down. He described their position, power, and ongoing satanic activities. This battle is happening in the, in the spirit world. We are not able to see, hear, or touch, or control the dynamics of the moment. Regardless, the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers, the spiritual forces in heavenly places. The, the, the Lord really blessed my heart. Uh, Karen uh, uh, came to my office and, and when she shared a video that she was looking at. And so I went on YouTube uh, to see it. And it talked about the nine names of God. And just going over the nine, and there's a, a, a numerous names of God, but just going over the nine names of God and how powerful he is and how Satan Satan is a created being. He's not self-existent. That's why he wants to be like God and sit on the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the northern heavens, whatever the case may be. But no, we're fighting against a powerful force. Rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces. That's why we need to have on the right equipment. We have the Holy Spirit there uh, leading and guiding us, and he's praying on our behalf. We have the Holy Jesus, our Holy and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on the throne of God, that if we mess up and we confess it, if we're, 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 we're helped in that area. But listen, it still boils down to us doing what we're supposed to do. Put on the whole arm of God. 
And beloved saints of God, there's no excuse. And that's why I say want to distract us. Distract us in, in the things that we look at and the things that we hear. And we talk about more about that than we talk about the Lord. We talk about the Lord probably on Sunday and a few times during the week. Oh, no. In his law does you meditate, does he meditate day and night. May that be a part of our lives. Let's go on. It is very clear that Satan is well organized. The extremities of sin has been embedded in the satanic force of evil. Regardless of the unseen spiritual regime, there are several things we need to always remember. Nothing can exist without God's knowledge, power, and control. There's no uh, entity that is capable of defeating God. God's ultimate plan is to rid the existence of any future hostility, hostile uh, activities. When a person dies, their eternal state will either be with God or forever separated and tortured with Satan and his angels in the lake of fire. Now, I'm saying something. God never prepared the lake of fire for, uh, for the human race, but for the devil and his angels. And may I say this before I say the last thing, and that is when it comes down uh, to sin, uh, they say, well, where does sin come from? They say, the devil. No, 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 no. Uh, look at it very closely. Sin was found in Satan, and Satan had become the personification of sin. But sin drove Satan. But this whole aspect of sin, all we know that the first time that it's mentioned is found in Satan, and the whole idea is from Satan. He is the thing that's holding this whole thing together. But God had purpose. to understand something. God knew, this is Don Rackham, maybe I'm going to deeply. God knew that Satan was going to sin against him. He's omniscient, but his all power is that when Satan sinned, he was able to throw Satan out of heaven. God's power is to do away with sin Satan and everything connected with it. Satan knows that. Satan knows his end. He's not in the darkness. The, the demons know their end and their torture. And said to Jesus, um, you come to torture us before our time? And Jesus told them to shut up. They knew that they know what their ends are. And they know that Satan, sin, the man of sin, the uh, the false prophet, and all those who listen to Satan, to Satan and in Satan's family, not in God's family, will perish. But this last point, we have one thing that uh, nothing can exist without God's knowledge, power, and control. We have it, the certainty of, an, of eternity with Christ. Amen. Praise God that God is in complete control of this whole thing. That those who come to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that those who, who come to me um, will never perish. And you know what? He says, um, you're going to be not only in my hands, but in my Father's hand. And in my Father's hand, you will never perish. What a joy to know this. God is in complete control of your life.
help him in the process of just doing what you're told. That's all. Do all in Christ. Everything is in Christ. Don't try to do anything. Don't try to stand out. Trying to get the accolades of man. Get the praise of God. Stay with the Lord. Amen. Let's go on. Now we look at the provision. First we look at the preparation. Now we look at the provision. And it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Here's what your uniform looks like now. Take up the whole armor of God that you may withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Take on all that God has given you because there is the evil. It didn't say an evil day in the evil day and having done all to stand. Okay, so do you have your armor on? We were, we were commanded to put it on. So then it says, now here's your responsibility. Take it up. Okay. Then he says, stand, therefore, having uh, fastened on the belt plate, a belt of truth, and put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. You, you, if you follow the, just the verb, the verb trail for what you're supposed to be doing, you know, uh, taking up and standing and having fastened uh, the belt place and uh, the whole idea of putting on the, the, uh, the, the shoes and taking up the shield of faith. And, and it goes on. Let's go on. And taking the helmet of salvation. Each time, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always in the spirit, all prayer and supplication, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. Notice that it's the very thing that we, we committed ourselves for the whole year. Here's what he's saying. In your battle with the spiritual world, we're going to come out victorious and we come out because we are praying saints. We pray all the time in the spirit. Pray with supplication. Uh, we'll explain that just a little mo moment here. To that end, keep alert. Keep your eyes open and hang in there, making supplication for all the saints. Well, with that said then, let's break it down. The picture and purpose of God's warriors being appropriately dressed and prepared for a favorable outcome. We have been given a checklist of the spiritual equipment that must be skillfully skillfully used. Okay? Uh, that's why the Holy Spirit is there with us, so we can skillfully use the word. That, that's why it says, study to show yourself a word of open the knee and be ashamed, right divine the word of truth. That, um, and so the whole idea is that we can uh, skillfully use God's word. The, the, the soldier's position, stand. God does not have any room for cowards. Uh, there's nothing that protects our back. It's protecting our forward. We fight advanced. Um, I forgot which uh, unit it is, but I was reading that. I should have jotted it down. But this unit of soldiers, what they did was they, um, they dug graves. Uh, each one of them dug a grave. And as they dug the grave, and the purpose of the grave was that in case they do not survive the war, that they have a grave to be put into. They're saying, I take this seriously. 
take God seriously. Take what we're involved seriously saying to God. If you don't, if you do not take it, it will take you. So the soldier's position, then the soldier's belt of truth. Surely fastened and movable. One thing we stand on saying to God is truth. Don't ever challenge a person on your opinion. Stay with the word of God. The moment you step outside the word of God, you don't get into arguments and everything. Stay with the word of God. Stay on the word and let truth do its work. For the word of God is uh, is powerful. And so we understand that. So here we say this whole idea of truth. Why? Because one of the names of Jesus, guess what? He says, I am, can you get this now? I am the way. I am not a truth. I am the truth. And I am the light. I'm all that in a bag of chips. And so when it comes down to who I am, he said, you tied it around your belt. So to hold you together, you stand on the truth, stand on the promises of God. Okay, let's go on with our uniform here. The breastplate of righteousness, an oppressive lifestyle of living in the will of God. When you have the breastplate of righteousness, it protects your heart. And so when you put that breastplate of righteousness on and you live a, 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 a life that is consistent with the will of God, it keeps you, it keeps you from being bent out of shape and discouraged and all these other and and I was looking at uh, some um, movie. Karen and I look at uh, Hallmark and um, and some people are shut down their whole lives because of what one person said. Everybody else will pat them on the back, but one person said something and their whole world was crushed. Don't let someone this uh, determine who you are. It has already been established. You are a child of God, a born, uh, uh, again, blood-washed believer in Christ. You are more than a conqueror to him that love us. You put on that breastplate of righteousness. Don't ever put it down. You cannot fight without it and survive. The shoes to endure the proper footing in any challenging situation. And so the Romans had a certain uh, shoes, and some of them had cliques so that it can go dig into the ground, give the momentum and everything else. It says, put on the shoes so that you can not only stay firm, but you're able to move without stumbling left and right. You know, when you put on the shoes, that, and that's why uh, Peter talks about, he, uh, he gave the example, he said, add to your faith virtue and, the, and virtue uh, uh, purity and et cetera, et cetera. He says, now, if you do all of these things, says you'll never stumble, okay? You'll never stumble. Believers, if you stay with God's plan, you will never stumble. And God has reward for those who do not stumble and actually die in a fallen situation. Then the mental state of readiness to present the gospel of peace. Understand, when you walk out the door, maybe some even in your family, Every person you see fall in two categories. One, they know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They are a child of God and born-again, blood-washed believer. Praise the Lord. They are our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Then the other group, they are children of Satan. Satan rules this world. They are on their way to the lake of fire. There is nothing that they can do, think, or say to stop it. Only by the grace of God. That can stop them. And so it's so important then that we um, uh, 
be in a mental, have a mental state of sharing the gospel, the good news of peace, that God have intervened in our helpless situation. Man being totally deprived, they call it the total depravity of man. And God reached down to the utmost, Jesus saved. He reached down and grabbed you and me. Put your name there. He grabbed you and me to save us. And said, now that I, now I save you, now tell others that I can go into their life. Then the shield of faith. One thing about faith is, um, and you can write me and talk to me about this later, but you see, we won't need, we won't need faith when we get the glory because it will be quite obvious everything because we will know everything that the Lord wants us to know. The shield of faith designed to withstand and extinguish any negative attacks of the evil one. What faith does is it governs and it guards the truth that we have. And so when we walk with truth and faith, we are we are unstoppable. And we put on the breastplate of righteousness and our mental state of 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 uh, of readiness, we wear our, our shoes, we are ready for a battle that we cannot see, cannot hear, cannot cannot touch, and we still come out more than conquerors through him. Oh, that's the key that love us. And so that's what we look at in Ephesians as he began to wrap things up. He says, you know what? Be ye holy as God is holy. Then he talks about the helmet of salvation. Protect your trust Watch your head. Protect your uh, detect your trust and your hope and your dependence on the word of God. Regardless of your physical situation, whether you're in sickness, whether there's a relational situation that you're going through, regardless of what you're going through, um, the Lord is saying, listen, put on your helmet of salvation. Salvation is mentioned over 1,500 times in the Bible. 1,500 times. He won't say salvation. They have so many uh, words that are similar uh, to them. There's the synonyms to that that is, is really uh, uh, connected to that. So the whole idea is deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. And the Lord and the helmet protects us and it protects our trust. And thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Some folks come come home at the end of the day. Believers come home at the end of the day. They take the helmet off and it all bent up and everything else. You should have kept it on in the first place, but you but you decided to think on your own and messed up and you're discouraged. The Lord says that's why you to keep your helmet on. Uh, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, exposed and to thrust through everything that is contrary to the word of God. Use the word. Stick them with the word. When Satan comes, stick them with the word. Don't try to don't try to debate with them. And I know you. Uh, and I was looking at the, the war room when she opened the door and said, "Get out of here! You don't have all you have to do is just resist him." Okay, uh, draw near to God, resist the devil, and guess what? The result is he'll flee from you. Got the three? Draw near, resist, he'll run. If you don't, he, then you are done. I'm trying to be poetic here. Now listen very carefully. You have to resist the devil. And to do that, it's necessary for us to use the word of God. The necessity of prayer. We cannot overinst. Every one of you right now is doing something that God has ordained the moment that you were born. And I think that all of us can do this as I begin to wrap things up here. 
I want everybody just for a second, just for a second, I don't have to see you. Take a deep breath. <clears throat> I just do that until they back here. Take a deep breath and understand that this is sure as you're breathing. It's how we should be praying. And you don't have to go with the, the Elizabethan approach of, oh, thou is God, I come to thy throne. Just talk to him. Talk to him about everything. Uh, how, how trivial it might be. The Lord is there. Matter of fact, he knows your thoughts afar off. Just talk to him. And how many times you've gone through the week trying to handle things and complaining and not talking to him. And then the intensity. Prayer and supplication. And I put it in the parentheses to, to consistently pray with a humble spirit. And say, so pray with supplication. That word is used two times in that part, with supplication. And so what we, with a humble spirit, we come before the Lord. Now we're ready to do battle. And guess what? We are more than conquerors through him that love us. Oh, we're ready for it now. I trust you are. It's, I mean, we, we got the equipment. So one last thing. As disciples of Christ, citizens of heaven, blood-washed believers with a glorious future, we are still in a battle for the souls of those who are eternally lost without Christ. In a war where, where uh, there will be casualties, but they are uh, not uh, able to affect our eternal life, there is no condemnation. Make sure you get that. There will be loss of rewards, etc. But God our Father has predetermined, set ahead of time before it's all over, to get us home and live forever with him. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing there will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout, victory. The clarion call on our life is to suit up, put on the whole arm of God, this is not an option to consider, but a command to obey. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, we uh, come to you this morning, and we thank you for your word and what it has to say to us concerning putting on the whole arm of God. That is so important. Help us all to remember that we are not permitted to operate apart from the uniform or we will definitely be wounded, hurt, discouraged, and disqualified for the gifts that you have for us. Help us to stay in the boundaries. We are nothing without you. And there are those who might not know Christ as their Savior. And I pray right now, Lord, I pray for them. I pray, Lord, that they recognize that they're a sinner, that they cannot save themselves. They were born in sin. Their very nature is sin. And that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and died for the sins of all men. And Lord, that he died and rose again, it has been accomplished. You are satisfied with that. And all they had to do is ask Jesus, uh, confess their mouth that Jesus is Lord, ask him to forgive them of their sins and make them a part of their family. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord, based on their belief. And for us who are saved, Lord, help us to realize we're not home yet. It's still a battle. And before this day is out, there might be more conflicts. So help us, Lord, to realize who we are and to, uh, and to walk in the beauty of holiness. 
For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so with that said, our song, I give all to you. <laughs>